Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. What a life if you're Dennis Bernstein. I know you're not taking it for granted when you have a Stanley Cup final that has Vegas taking on Florida. So you're either in South Florida or you're in Las Vegas for any of these games. And boy, given uh, what the the or what the uh, alternates could be, Dennis, I suppose, I, I know you're not taking for granted that, that we have a Stanley Cup final that is geographically as pleasing <laughs> as it could possibly be if you're an NHL fan. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm totally taking it for granted because you're right. It could have been Edmonton and Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. I'm, yeah. steps from, I'm steps from the beach in Fort Lauderdale, about to get in the, the, the car to uh, go over to the arena. But uh, hopefully, uh, other than the climate in t- both cities, we actually get a, uh, a series tonight. Mm. I'm not confident. Danger. I love your pick. I-, I think this is a short series based on whatever that was the Panthers put on the ice in game two. But I'm enjoying it. Hopefully, we get a... a tighter game than we, what we saw in game two. Dennis, uh, this stat, I, I find it stunning that in the cup final, you know this stat, that teams that go up 2-0 are, win yep. the cup 90% of the time. Do you, is there, do you have any theory on why that's true and why uh, Florida is kind of in trouble here? Because the teams that take those leads are great teams. So if a Colorado was up 2 nothing, or a Tampa goes up 2 nothing. They you know they know how to close out series. This is not the middle of the season. This is not the first round. That's why. And that's the troubling part of your Florida because yeah, they were down three one to Boston. And so they're talent they're saying all the right things. But when I watched that game too, and I was there, and I watched them take those ridiculous uh misconduct penalties. And not only that, they played bad, but they looked slow. And the goaltender got pulled. Mm-hmm. Like all these things I'm trying to make a case for Florida in game three. There's too many things that have to go right from game two to game three that I don't have confidence they could do it. I think that layoff in game one really hurt Bobrovsky. Game two, again, here's the thing. Uh, Florida got away with bullying the opposition in three rounds, right? Especially in the final, a, a conference final against Carolina. Carolina's a much smaller team. You can't bully a bully. Like, what's Florida doing trying to pick on Nick Hayes? Guys, he's 6'6 six, six and 220. That's the guy you want to pick on? Yeah. Really? I just think that the game that got them there is not working, and I don't think will work against Vegas, so I'm not optimistic this is going to be content, a contentious series at this point. Dennis, going into this series, the reason why I kind of liked Florida was because every year it feels like if a goaltender gets hot, you can ride that wave all the way to the cup, and, and Bobrovsky was hot. How did they figure him out? What happened? Well, that's the guy who was hurt the most by having nine days off. 
he was hot. He was on a heater. And he just wasn't the same. He got beat glove side. The game went and go and game uh, won by White Club. That was troubling. I'm like, okay, this isn't the same guy. So, and not only that, Vegas was rested too. It's not like they came out of, you know, one day and they had to play the next day. I think they had four or five days off. They roll four lines. They're a deeper team. And let's be real. I know that it was a Cinderella run for the Panthers. They won 11 out of 12. But Vegas, they're the better team, pound for pound. And the goalie's matching saves. And it's actually Aiden Hill's played better. And now the conversation about Borowski possibly being the con smite for MVP to play up starting this, this series. Now people start to talk, maybe, maybe Aiden Hill's going to be your con smite winner. I don't personally think so. We talked to a lot of guys who were voting. Uh, but I, I just think the layoff hurt. I just think, guys, like, I get it. If you wanted to pick Vegas, it wasn't a terrible pick but clearly the better team on the Vegas Golden Knights. We're talking to Dennis Bernstein, who is in, see if I get this right, Fort Lauderdale? Because I don't want to offend anybody. Don't, don't say, oh, you will. If you said South Beach one more time, they would come from, from Fort Lauderdale. They, they, yeah. they stress it. Like, if you say South Beach, no, no, it's Fort Lauderdale, yeah. not South Beach. No. We Messi's don't care. As long as we, we, know that you're within, we know that you're within eye shot of a beach, and that's all. You're just, oh, I don't care. You're just I down don't, there, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Guys, I don't care. I, I, could, I could say South Beach. I really wouldn't care. But they, they get so offended when it happens. I'm like, oh, really? It's South Florida. Let's go. Yeah, Dennis, I mean, it's um, it, it's something we're kind of bracing for here in Western New York now, the reality. And in this stat that the, the Golden Knights have had nine different goal scorers in this uh, cup final, yeah. not one of them is Jack Eichel. Eichel <laughs> now two wins away from a cup, we we had Dennis, Dennis. We had Kevin Adams on a couple weeks ago, the Sabers GM, and yep. you know, we asked him the question because, like, oh, this is the final. And he was like, "Look, it, it, you know, at the timeline of these players in their career, it wasn't going to work out in Buffalo." Dennis, is it that mm-hmm. simple that that it was just never going to work out for Jack Eichel in Buffalo? Well, that and the fact that he plays with Jonathan Marchessault and William Carlson and Mark Stone, and they have look, they've got. Uh, Chandler Stevenson and William Carlson and Nick Wall in the middle. Jack doesn't have to be a 200-point player. He doesn't have to be Connor McDavid. He can just play a 200-foot game. They don't need obviously they don't need him to score to win games. He took that. I tell you one thing though, when he took that big hit, I said, "Uh oh, this is it." It looked like his ankle buckled a little bit. His right ankle got got back on the ice. They don't. Buffalo needed Jack to be the elite player. They don't need Jack to be the elite player, and that's the beauty of the Vegas Golden Knights. So. Kevin Adams is correct, and I still love the trade for Buffalo because Jack's time is over in Buffalo. But when you surround him with all this depth and talent, of course he's going to excel. Of course he's going to look good because it's, it's, he's set up, he was set up to win in Vegas. No detriment to Buffalo. There shouldn't be any regrets because it's an entirely different timeline but between what the Buffalo Sabres are doing and what the Vegas Golden Knights are right now. Dennis, we have a lot of optimism here because we just saw our AHL team advance to the Eastern Conference Final before getting eliminated. And we've got a lot of prospects here playing in Rochester that are going to end up playing in Buffalo and hopefully have long and lengthy careers. I mean, you know, it's it's still early, of course, in the offseason. We don't even have a Stanley Cup uh, uh, you know, champion crowned yet. But Mm -hmm. do do you sense that, that there should be this kind of optimism for Buffalo? They are trending in the right direction and that next year could be the year that we finally see them in the postseason? Or is there still something that's missing as far as an ingredient for the Sabres? I feel better about the goaltending if they made a move on the goaltender. But, yeah, they should make the playoffs. My expectation, this is a playoff team next year. Because remember, Pittsburgh and Washington fell out, right? So there was opportunity. The Sabres weren't ready this season. Yes, I'm optimistic. I love what Kevin Adams has done to build this roster. It's young talent. Looks like the lean's going to be extended for a max deal in Buffalo. 
I, I really think they should make the play. It's time. It's time. But I, they need better goaltending. And so I think that you've got to add a goaltender here. But coming into the season, I think they should be in the top eight. I think fans should be disappointed in Western New York if the Sabres aren't in the playoffs next season. All right, so you talk about the need for a goaltender. The name that we keep hearing is a rumor is Connor Hellebuck, but that feels like that would be that there would be a lot of teams that, that would be interested in him. Do you think that that's something that the Sabres should explore? Yeah, explore him, explore John Gibson, and a guy who gets banged up. Look, if you just want to make the playoffs and get in, like, a guy like Freddie Anderson, who's going to be a free agent. I know maybe, you know, you think, oh, he gets hurt in the playoffs. Get to the playoffs, Buffalo. So I think that would be another option as well. Another guy that maybe they move on in, in New York would be uh, Barlamov from the Islanders. That would be an option. There, you know, here's the thing, guys. There's always a goalie carousel in, in, in the NHL now. There's probably six guys that you could fill in in the other slot um, in goal for say, look, a guy who played well in Los Angeles, wasn't great in the playoffs, a guy like Corpusalo who would be relatively cheap, be way cheaper than what you have in Hellebuck. Hellebuck's, you know, it's cap at 6.1 million. It's going to probably take a lot to get out, get him out of Winnipeg. So there are other options other than Hellebuck, but yeah, Kevin Adams needs to upgrade it. Now it depends on degrees of update uh, of upgrade, which depends on how much you want to pay for it. Like Freddie Anderson's a free agent. It just costs you money, right? Corpusello, free agent, costs you money. Hellebuck's going to cost you assets. I'm not sure that he still have. And Gibson would cost you assets as well. But again, by the time the Sabres get to training camp, I expect to have you know better goaltending in place as they get into the season. Uh, I throw another name at you, and it was that three-team deal we had yesterday. What, what what's the Flyers' plan here for uh, Carter Hart, and what what might be his price tag, Dennis? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a rumor going around. I think out of San Jose that two first-round picks. Mm. I wouldn't trade for two first-round picks for Carter Hart because he really hasn't proved himself. One great season. He, to me, he's like a one B. He's a, you really need another solid goaltender to go with him. He he's not worth that price. Is that a possibility? Sure, because Danny Briere has told you he's ready to move anybody. Talk about anybody. Tony D'Angelo probably getting traded as well. So yeah, could you explore Carter Harder? Yeah. And again, we we talked about what that's five goalies we talked about. So to think that Adams can't get to the season without an upgrade in, in net, then he's not doing his job. To be frank. All right, Dennis, so what if he doesn't make a move at goaltender? What if he goes into next season and it's still UPL and it's Devin Levi and you've got a young rotation of two goaltenders that really still haven't completely proven themselves at the NHL level but have shown flashes? I mean, is there something to be said for just having faith in the guys that you've brought up and developed through the system? There is, but when they're not proven and you get to game 45 and you're 10 games out and your goaltending is you know, sub 900 save percentage or over three goals against, then what do you do? It's a cautionary tale. You can do that, but UPL, look, to me, he's underperforming. Devin Levi, I don't know, looks great, but you know, you're going to be playing 82 games against Connor McDavid and Mika Zibanejad and Jack Hughes, and I could go down the list. It's an entirely different game for Devin Levi. There's a risk involved. It depends how much risk Kevin Adam wants to have. You can go with a sure thing with one of these guys that we mentioned. Or you can take some risk and do that. I don't think he can take that risk because it's not a development year. Like, it, it's make the playoffs now. Like, you've got enough talent on this team. I would go and get an insurance policy of a veteran goaltender. And the, one of the cheaper ones that we talked about as free agent, go do that. To leverage this team's goaltending on two, one guy who's unproven, the other guy who's underperformed, I think that's too much of a risk for the Buffalo Sabres, given where they are in their development curve. We're talking to Dennis Bernstein of the fourth period. Um, Dennis, every time we kind of bring you on, um, <laughs> just pricking your brain here, like what does Gary Bettman, what does the league do? What do they do with the Arizona Coyotes? We know they're going to be in Arizona uh, this coming year, but where, where does the story go from here, Dennis? Well, you know, Ryan Smith in Salt Lake City wants a team. And I think the Hunts 
believe it or not, in Kansas City won a team, and they wanted a team in Kansas City for a long time. There are other relocation options, but they don't want to move them because Salt Lake City or Kansas City, look, I, I don't know how much longer this league's going to be at 32 teams. I know people are going to groan about it and stuff like that. I think they'd easily go to 34. There's not an option. What can they do? Play at Chase Field? What do you do? Play at, the, at, at State Farm Field? There's not a lot of options here. I've been to Mullet Arena. I was there once last year for opening night. It's really cool, but it's 6,000 people, and you can't make money there. It's a big problem, to be honest with you. And it started from the fact that you know, Sarver, who used to own the Phoenix Suns, hated the Coyotes, didn't want them in the building. Now, Matasheba is now owning the team. Maybe there's a path there to get the team back into the downtown building. But you know, what they should do is partner with the Suns, build the downtown arena, and the plan was always to stay two or three years at Mullet at ASU and then go from there. But you're right, guys, it is a problem. But they've dug their heels in so deep in Arizona. They've been there forever. They own the team for 10 years, the league, to keep them there. It's a big market. It's a top 10 market. They still want to be there. But at some time, you're going to hit some critical matches. You're going to have to move this team. Maybe Houston's another option. But Tillman Partita, I don't think, is disposed to buying a team in, uh, in Houston. And I don't think he wants another tent in this building. So it is, it's probably, look, the league in really good shape, to be honest with you. That's the biggest problem right now, what you do with Arizona, because they're not playing in a, a major league facility at this point. Dennis, you didn't mention Atlanta. Would the third time be the charm for an yeah. Atlanta NHL franchise? I don't know. I, you know, you know there, there is money down there. They would probably build it in the suburbs and Alpharetta was, was probably where it'd be. I don't know. That That's, You'd have to have a really good ownership that says, okay, we want – and I don't know if that would draw in Atlanta. I mean, you know, it's, it's – look, I, I always said Vegas would be a huge success. I said it 15 years before they got in there. You see Seattle, and that's the challenge, guys. Here's the thing. The last two expansion franchises – you remember – you guys are old enough. When expansion franchises used to come into the league, they stunk for a yeah. long time. Mm-hmm. Like Ottawa and like Florida took a long time. Now – but Colorado, Seattle pushed Colorado in, to get in seven in year two, and Vegas has been in the league for six years, you know, and they've been in two cup finals. And Bettman told me on SiriusXM before game one, they set it up for them to succeed. Because, look, these people pay a lot of money. Why can't they be successful off the bat? So I, I just think that at this point, I'm, Atlanta could be an option, but I don't think it's an option that we'd see in the next year or two. Maybe that will be the 34th team, but I just think that, you know, a place like uh, Salt Lake City or a place like Kansas City is probably a little ahead of the game uh, than it comes to uh, when it comes to Atlanta. Plus, they still have to figure out who's going to buy the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, and, and I'm going to throw two other markets at you. Are we completely dead on Quebec? I mean, they have the arena yeah. ready to go. But, again, if you're moving a team from west to east, that's, the, that's another set of problems. I'm kind of going along with that. Dennis, if I'm following the money, what about the GTA? Like, honestly, yeah. like Toronto – Hosting a second team would make all the sense in the world, mm-hmm. but I'm sure the you know the Maple Leafs would not, would yeah. fight that tooth and nail. Well, I, I think with respect to Quebec, it's a simple answer. There's not enough corporate support to, to, for an NHL team. They will not move. The, they will not put a team in Quebec City. With respect to GTA, I, I think the option there would be Hamilton and, and not Markham because I you know I don't think you're going to let the Leafs build. You know, if, if it's a, let's say a 25 mile radius that's protected, you could build a, a arena on the 26 mile. And I don't think it's going to happen. I think the option would be, and it's a really old Coliseum, Cops Coliseum in Hamilton is a really old, it's, again, it's not an NHL level facility. I think the option in Southern Ontario would probably be Hamilton over a second team in Toronto. So, Dennis, you like my pick. Uh, you're, you're on uh, yeah. board with Vegas tonight as well. Vegas goes up 3 nothing. Do they, do they go with the sweep here? Do you think Florida makes any sort of uh, attempt at making this a series? What's going on? You no, know, the only attempt to make it a series is tonight. Like, if they lose game three, they're going out in four. 
and I think they're losing game three. I, you know, I like I like Vegas on the money line. I like the over. I think there'd be a lot of goals. And I love Marcus Show to score a goal again. I mean, he just scores every game. So, yeah, this is their – look, guys, this is their game seven. This is their desperation. If I don't see a desperate team in the first ten minutes, especially because Vegas always seems to score in the first ten minutes of the game, they start quickly. If I don't see a desperate Panthers team and they want up losing this game, they're done in game four. It's a sweep. I bet my two partners, Ophelka Four and Dave Pagnon, in the fourth period that I believe it's going to be a sweep. But they better come out strong, and they better not go in the box. The clown act that they did at the end of that game, that's why I'm so off the Panthers. You can lose games in the Stanley Cup final. You can't lose games like that in that way, where you get dominated, you get outclassed, and then, you try, then you're abusing the referees. Eric Stahl preaching the referees for the end of the game. Come on, guys. Wake up. Focus on playing hockey. Try to win this game and try to make it a series tonight. That's the only hope for the Panthers. If it's 3 nothing, it's going to be 4 nothing. Dennis, walking over to the arena. Folks uh, want to catch your work tonight. Where can they find it, Dennis? Uh, fourthperiod.com. Uh, Sirius XM. We're doing the pregame show from 7 to 8 Eastern. Me, Dave Hanyota, and Irv Kafar. And you can check me on Twitter at DennisTFP. We put up some preview and, and post-game videos for Bodog.com as well. Are you an SPF 50 or an SPF 30 guy? You know, it's funny. I got the bottle right here. Let me check. I am a 50 guy. You're a 50 guy. Yeah, and, and how how deep did your tab go? I saw that out in Vegas, Dennis, that you had an open tab there. I want to party with Dennis. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, some guys have a platinum card. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dennis, enjoy your uh, trip, man, and uh, thanks for the great coverage. Appreciate the time, as always, my friend. Thanks, boys. Always great being on the fan Rochester. You got it. Dennis Bernstein. You can check him out at thefourthperiod.com or throwing parties at, uh, you know, game one, game two, game three. Yeah. Just rolling deep. That's Dennis Bernstein. Unbelievable. His brother is Al Bernstein. If you remember boxing. Yeah. 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 Of course. Oh, that's cool. I didn't make that connection. We're learning all kinds of things today. Uh, Off the air, I'm like, you know, we've had a guy on that covers the NFL, an NFL insider named Jordan Schultz. Mm-hmm. Some of you probably follow him. Uh, I think he's with ESPN now. And he's the guy that when he he came on with us and famously said when the Bills picked Josh Allen, like he was the only, only one. Only one that I that was love like, this. this. Really all be, about yeah, it. Yeah, he was gung-ho. Danger tells me, wait a second, who is he? Really? Jordan Schultz is the son of Howard Schultz from Starbucks. <laughs> This is the guy so, that created Starbucks. Okay. The guy that ran for president. That's his son. What? So, yeah. yeah Can well, you like, imagine? Wait, okay, like, so he's just kind of doing this for fun. Then. Right. Like, he's, I don't you know, really yeah. need yeah. to work. But, yeah, if I'm yeah. going to work, I'll just throw out some uh, insider information around the NFL, break some stories from time to time. No, you know, he doesn't publicize that he's the son of Howard Schultz, but he's the son hey, of well, Howard Schultz. You want to kind of, like, forge your own path, but you're yeah. not changing your name. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's it's impressive to think like, oh, okay, he didn't have to work. He's working. He's doing his gig, and he's he's good at it too. By the mm-hmm. way, uh, you you and I don't have that problem. No, so, uh, no. I mean the, the closest. I mean, my dad was in radio. Rest his soul. But that you know that was my. I'm a little bit of a nepo baby, but not quite that way. Like not not mm-hmm. Jordan Schultz level. Did your dad get you your first gig doing overnights there or whatever? He didn't get me my first gig, but he did introduce me to the decision maker who hired me. Ah. So I got the interview partially because I was introduced to the guy that was eventually going to hire me. He didn't get me the gig, but it it was a connection. I used my dad's connections to get in. And then after that, he, he stepped back and let me run wild.
my mother was doing charitable work on a committee with Stan Main and said, my son could use an intern. Get out of here. Yep. The great Stanley Stan Main. Stan at WCMF. So that's how I got to know everybody way back when. Wow. When they were on Monroe It's Apple. all about connections. Yeah. Make those relationships work. Uh, appreciate Dennis joining us. And we'll get that up and on demand for you wherever you get your podcasts. Just search out the Sports Bar. All of our guest appearances are listed there. You can find us inside the Odyssey app for free. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google. Some news and notes from around the NFL to get to next. We serve up appetizers in the Sports Bar. It's Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country. And get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.